How's it going, everyone? EMT Life back with another wonderful experience from the EMS universe. But as always, we recap the week before we get into it. So I'm coming off a pretty busy work week, just just like everywhere else in the United States. We also have a shortage of EMTs and paramedics. So I've been picking up a lot of overtime. Obviously, I'm not going to complain about it, but I'm pretty tired. Uh, The good news is you get overtime pay, so you make a little bit more money. But obviously, the bad news is you miss out on some personal life events that you could obviously be there for if you weren't working. But like I said, not going to complain. This job is a lot of give and take. It's a 24-7 service that we provide, and we know that we're going to miss holidays, birthdays, and just special events in our personal lives that we wish we could be there for, but we're working. So it is what it is, and you're never going to get away with that if you work uh, in this job field. It's always going to be something that you're going to have to live with. But we had an uh, EMT student come ride with us, which is always fun because they finally get to see what this job is really about. The school that I guess we kind of, I'll call it collaborate with, who sends their EMT students to us so they can do their clinicals in the field, uh, you have to do four hospital clinicals through the school before you can do your truck clinicals and hospital clinicals can be fun. You do get to see a lot and you do get to do some things, but it's nothing like being out in the field. And that's where these students kind of realize what this job's all about, what can, what they can expect to be doing in the field, what, you know, paramedics expect of them and, just what what they expect to see but uh we with the with the student we had a cardiac arrest came through and that was our student's first time ever doing CPR so that's always exciting and nobody will ever understand how difficult CP, CPR is to do until you actually do it so we worked the code we worked this guy for 45 minutes um, it was a witnessed arrest, so obviously that's going to be a code that we work. Uh, unfortunately, the patient died, but I was very, very proud and impressed with the effort that our student put forth. Uh, she was she did an amazing job. She handled her composure very well. Uh, the only thing she didn't do was... She forgot to put gloves on and had to run back to the truck to get gloves, but that's okay. It happens. Uh, everybody forgets something at some point, but uh, being the the preceptor for the EMT, I wasn't going to allow her to touch the patient without gloves. It's just a safety and biohazard issue that I don't want to put a student through. Now, if you're my partner and obviously you're employed and getting a paycheck from them, you can do whatever you want. I'm not going to stop you from not wearing gloves, but seeing how this was a student, 
uh, I told her to stop, go get gloves, and then come back and help us work the code. So, But other than that, she was fantastic. She did great. Uh, like I said, very proud of her. But um, that's basically the recap of my week that happened. Uh, we're going to hear a quick message from our sponsor, and then we're going to get right into this wonderful experience. All right. So this week's wonderful experience comes courtesy of our sheriff's department. We had just recently cleared a call that had turned into an assault. So with an assault, we have to call the sheriff's office out, and it's just part of our protocol. We have to do it. So these guys have been drinking since like 11 a.m., and something happened where... Obviously, the two didn't uh, agree on something that they were talking about. One of them hit the other guy in the face, so we had to call the sheriff's department out. And he was on blood thinners, so he would, wouldn't stop bleeding through his nose. But we we asked this guy four or five different times if he wanted to go to the hospital, and he didn't want to go. And we can't force anybody to go to the hospital unless... They're completely unconscious. So, to get the refusal from him, we go available from scene. And my partner, who's who's friends with a lot of the deputies, she kept getting texts from some deputies that were on the other side of the county. And these texts were just, you know, they kept saying how, how they have this really crazy person uh, detained. They think he's on something. And she just keeps getting these texts nonstop from the same deputies who are on the that other scene where they have that subject detained. So she taps him on the sol- shoulder and she goes, start driving to the racetrack, to the gas station. Literally not, not two minutes later, dispatch comes over the radio and dispatches us out for uh, SO assist, so a sheriff's office assist. Like I said, we're we're dispatched. Code one, SO assist. So it's basically just saying that we can medically clear uh their their subject so they can take them to jail. So we're dispatched code one, which is no lights, no sirens for us, just regular driving. And in route, we're reading the call notes that are up on our CAD system, and they're just so outrageously unbelievable. Uh they're saying the subject was at the racetrack. He had somehow pulled a stop sign out of the ground and was swinging it around like a battle axe. Then he ran across the street when, once the deputies got on scene. He ran across the street to a car dealership, started hitting cars. Deputies gave chase. He ran back to the racetrack. Stopped by the pumps, completely stripped off all his clothes, so now he's naked running around the racetrack parking lot. And then he runs to a church that's kind of kitty-cornered uh, behind the racetrack. And that's where deputies finally stopped him and put him into custody. And they're waiting for us now at this point to medically clear him. So we're reading all that. We get on scene, and we pull up. There's 
about six deputies all just hanging around in a circle talking to each other. So my partner and I walk up to them and they fill us in, you know, they're all just like, yeah, he's, he's in the back, he's completely naked and we think he's on something. So my partner naturally looks at me and she goes, I think this is a BLS call. And I'm like, fuck, here we go again. So I'm getting all ready. I'm getting our equipment. And we look and the deputy's car starts rocking back and forth. And one of the deputies shines his light through the window and we're all looking through the window. And this dude is humping and licking the metal cage that separates the front and the back. And I'm just like, what is going on right now? Like these, this dude is on some serious freaking drugs. I can already tell that and I don't even have to actually make patient contact. I'm just looking at him through a window. So I put on three pairs of gloves. Yes, I triple gloved because I'm not touching a naked dude with just one pair of gloves. That ain't, that ain't happening. So triple glove. Uh, I open up the far side door because he's kind of leaned against the other door with his shoulder trying to do his thing in the back of the car. And as soon as I open the door, his head snaps so quickly, just snaps towards me. And he's just staring at me. And I mean, like just not even blinking, just stares at me. And obviously I can just tell immediately he's on drugs. Like I could tell he was on drugs just looking at him through the back window. But I can definitely confirm he's on drugs at this point. But he is just so intensely staring at me. He won't break eye contact. He won't blink. And then he slowly starts to turn. So he's slowly rotating his body so his back ends up against the door that he was already leaning on. So his back's against that door and he takes both of his feet and flips them straight up into the air. And he reveals to me his lovely, lovely freaking ass, his asshole, his balls, his dick. I could just freaking see everything. And I'm just like, why? Why do I have to be the one that has to go through this right now but it's just I'm like great just another one of these so I I lean into the car I grab his foot and I pull it down so I don't have to be exposed to that anymore because it's freaking gross Uh, and the first thing we do is as an EMT one of the first things is you always want to check a BGL because Low blood sugar can, you know, obviously mimic a stroke. You're obviously not into it. So you always want to check blood sugar. So I'm still holding this dude's foot. And my partner's handing me everything for for me to check the BGL. So I take the alcohol prep, wipe down his foot. Uh, she hands me the lancet. I stick him, with, stick him with the lancet, squeeze a little blood out, and put the little blood on the test strip. And it's the first time I've ever had to check uh, sugar off someone's toe. It's kind of weird, but it still worked. Uh, his BGL was normal. So I, I then go to my assessment. Uh, look at his eyes. His eyes react to light normally. Vital signs were within normal limits. His heart rate was a little elevated, but that's to be expected when you take drugs 
and you run from the police, you're obviously heart rate's going to increase. But I tell the deputies, he's he's fine from us. He's you know he he's normal basically, other than he's on drugs. But he doesn't need to go to the hospital. Although he should probably stay in a cell by himself until he sobers up and gets gets off his high. And then the sergeant comes over, and the sergeant's obviously the supervisor for that scene, and he's big dog in charge. He goes, well, this guy probably needs to be Baker acted and kept in the hospital. And so a Baker act, I've explained this before, but we'll, I'll always just explain it just in case. A Baker act is where a doctor or law enforcement officer can keep you under observation in a hospital for up to 72 hours if they think you are going to do harm to yourself or others. So obviously we're not going to argue with uh, the sergeant and we pull the stretcher out, get it all set up by the the car, by the deputy's car, and the deputy pulls the guy out of the car. And he's kind of fighting him a little bit, but it's nothing too serious. We get him onto the stretcher and as soon as we get him on the stretcher, he starts kicking, thrashing, trying not trying to get back off the stretcher. So it takes myself and two other deputies to hold him down on the stretcher while my partner and a couple other deputies strap him in. And for me personally, I would like to restrain somebody using only the stretcher straps. I don't want to restrain somebody if using our soft restraints if I don't have to, if that makes sense. It's just it's just a personal thing. I don't know. But um, he was still handcuffed. So really the only thing we had to worry about were his feet kicking around. But once we got everything uh, locked down and him secured onto the stretcher, he was fine. He kind of settled down a little bit. We wheel him to the ambulance, load him in the back, hook all our equipment back up to him, uh, blood pressure cuff, uh, the monitor the the cardiac monitor the uh pulse ox and then he starts to spit and the only thing we have that we can do for that is one of those little cheap i think they're like a bluish green mask that you see in the hospitals that uh that wrap around your ears and it just covers your face so we have those and we put one of those on him to prevent him from spitting and somehow he used his mouth to chew it off from around his ears, and it was, like, completely in his mouth. And so, obviously, we have to get it out because we're not going to let him choke on that. So the deputy holds his head against the stretcher. I force his mouth open while my partner uh, removes the mask from his mouth so we don't want him choking on it. It's just, it was weird. I don't understand how he did it. But anyway, we got it. We got it out of his mouth. And she, my partner, the paramedic, she decided not to give anything to him because we were only about three minutes away from the hospital. Um, he calmed down again. He stopped spitting and all that. So I drove to the hospital. My partner's in the back with the deputy. And 
unload him, get him into the ER. They already had a bed waiting for us. We get him moved over from the stretcher to the hospital bed. And all hell breaks loose again. He starts flipping out. He starts screaming people's names. He started screaming sentences that didn't make any sense. And I kid you not, and I'll never forget this, and I don't know why I'll never forget it, but he screamed, and I quote, I knew it. A dog did fuck me. And everyone in the hospital was like, what the hell is going on? This is, he is completely on something. So the the hospital staff, they have to use their soft restraints on him because they're not allowed to keep them in handcuffs in the hospital. So I my partner and I stick around to help the hospital staff with him. There's a couple deputies that showed up afterwards as well. So they unhandcuff him. I'm holding the leg. You know, you got other people holding arms and the other leg, his head, and just so they can restrain him to the hospital bed. And after they got him to the hospital bed and restrained, the hospital started an IV on him. And the doc comes in and he goes, yeah, we're giving this dude ketamine. So... They completely snow the fuck out of this dude with ketamine. And, you know, obviously, once they sedate him, he's fine. He just is basically going to sleep it off now. So, drugs are bad, man. They're they're freaking insane. And, and everyone has a different reaction when they take them. But good God, that, that dude was... That dude was a mess. But I hope this brought a little insight into the lovely world of EMS, and I hope you can somewhat expect, obviously depending on where you work, but hope you can expect to see that because drugs are everywhere. Like I said, they're bad, but um, that's all I got for you this time. As always... You know, you can go follow me on Instagram at EMT underscore life underscore podcasts. Message me what you thought about this one. Message me some of your stories or just any questions you might have and hopefully I can answer. Like always, I hope everyone uh, has a good good work week coming up. Go do something fun with the family maybe. You know, take care and God bless.